0: What's up? You are now listening to the Next Level Confident podcast with Janelle and A. If you are ready to challenge your previous ways of thinking and take action on the bold, purpose-driven life you were created for, you'll want to keep listening. On this show, we will vulnerably discuss finding your purpose in life, strengthening your mindset, building quality relationships, and prioritizing your health. I hope you're as excited as I am. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the Next Level Confident Podcast. Today I have my husband, Frankie, and our puppy, Denny, on the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to see that she is currently biting Frankie's fingers. Frankie, how are you doing today?
1: Doing swell.
0: <laughs> and she's biting the microphone too. How fun. Today we wanted to share the seven lessons that we are learning as paw Um... Yes, this is meant to be a little bit funny of an episode because, you know, with coronavirus, I feel like everything's about the coronavirus, and I just want to talk about something fun and lighthearted. So um, whether you have a dog or you don't, I think that these lessons will still apply to you, and you'll still have fun listening. What do you say, Frankie?
1: Couldn't agree more. We got this thing, like, right when everything went down, so it's been interesting.
0: And by this thing, he means our sweet baby girl. (laughs) Our sweet little puppy that yeah, is just say, Denny. Denny. Tell us how you're feeling today. Ruff, riff, well, I'm feeling really good. <laughs> okay, put her down. Let's get this thing started. So, the number one thing that we are learning right now is patience. Dun, 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 dun. Frankie, what is the most impatient or frustrating moment that you've had so far?
1: Um, I would say. Right. Kind of right now. Like when we're trying to do something and uh, like whether we're on a call for work or whatever the case is and she's just barking away in the background, can only imagine what people are dealing with with kids.
0: I know. Seriously, I have realized I am so unprepared and not ready for kids because of this sweet puppy of ours showing us that. Um, The other night we were on on a Zoom call for our group called Professionals on Purpose. And while we're on the call, We tried to put her in the kennel. She was whining in there. She's like, so we had to let her out. So we let her out and then she starts eating one of our computer cords. So now we're having to go back and forth between our computer cord because we only have one. She chewed through it. Um, My most impatient moment, I think it's the same thing. It's like, I'm trying to get work done. I'm in the flow of work. I'm like, yeah, I'm really doing it. Um, and then there she is needing to go to the bathroom or needing entertainment. And then I try to put her in a kennel and she whines. It's, I don't know. It's more work than we had anticipated. I will say that.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: (laughs) Okay. So our, uh, second lesson that we're learning right now is sacrifice. Frankie, what would you say has been the biggest sacrifice in having a puppy so far?
1: Uh, The biggest thing for me is I like to work out in the mornings. And it's like sad, but I don't work out in the mornings anymore, really, because we take her out for a walk. And like, that's my our own doing, we could definitely set a new schedule. But sacrificing your schedule for somebody else's needs has been my biggest thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like our, we used to have such a good morning routine and now, um, you know, the second you wake up, you're like, you can't really lay in bed too long. So you need to get up, get her outside to go pee. Uh, we are lucky cause she actually is sleeping through the night. And I've heard other people with puppies saying that their puppies can't even sleep through the night. Um, Denny's like 13 weeks old right now. And ever since we've had her for the last two to three weeks, she has been sleeping through the night in her kennel, which is good. Um, but yeah, I would say that is one of the biggest sacrifices is like our mornings. Like I love sleeping in on the weekends and even though we can sleep in a little bit, it, you still, you're always thinking about this puppy. And even right now she's chewing random things on the ground that she shouldn't be chewing and it's distracting. I'm having a hard time staying focused on this podcast. Um, so I would say my biggest sacrifice is not sleeping in and then giving up my my workflow to go let her out and go on a walk and she's not really a good walker yet so then she's it's doing better. she's she, doing better she's doing better i will give her that yeah she's she's listening so um but she's it's still like it's not easy to take her on a walk she it's i guess when i pictured getting a puppy i was like it'll be so nice to take little breaks from work here and there and just walk around the block with my puppy. Um, but it's just kind of not like that. She stops and eats everything. We have a bunch of homeless people outside of our place that she tries to like meet and greet. And, uh, it's like, and there's trash everywhere she's eating. So it's a little less, uh, carefree of a walk and probably a little more of a stressful walk. What would you say? Yeah. Sometimes it kind of depends. Sometimes she's good. Sometimes she's not. Okay. Number three, intentionality in our conversations. Frankie, why does this matter?
1: Well, we've gotten in some fights since having this dog, and that hasn't been fun. And I think it's because, I mean, I'll just speak for myself. But um, I'm focused on her and like making sure she's doing good and not her, chewing, her the dog, chewing everything. Um, but Obviously, like to have a good marriage, you want to make sure you communicate with your wife or your husband. So that's been like a, a shift of you got to be even more intentional than we already are. And I just, I think it's so funny that we're like talking about our dog like this, to be honest, like I can't get over it. But uh, yeah, I think being intentional and now she's eating one of my sport coats.
0: Oh, perfect. Wow. Um. Yeah, I think it's like every five seconds you're being distracted by this puppy and I know it's gonna get better as she grows up and everything but um right now she's kind of a little piece of crap and and so we can't even really have real conversations in some way like even right now if you are watching this video Frankie is no longer in the room because he's trying to put her I'm assuming in her kennel oh gave her a Kong so that she can play with the Kong, but it just, it breaks up the conversation a lot. So for me, it's been hard because I love to have really deep, meaningful conversations with Frankie and those have been really lacking lately because every time we go on walks, it's like puppy focused. Every time we um, are at the house, like every five seconds she's interrupting. And so, yeah, I think I'm just like missing conversations and, you just wouldn't think that that would be happening with a puppy. Oh, and the other thing is, I feel like all we talk about is puppy stuff. So it's funny that we're doing this podcast because it's like, all we talk about is puppy stuff right now. It feels like, and that gets so old. I'm like, I just want to have a conversation about things, not puppy. And I hear people with kids say that too.
1: And we're doing a podcast about a puppy now. Oh, isn't that ironic? Oh,
0: so ironic. (laughs) But I think people want to hear it. And also... If you're listening, it's a good way to remember that it's not all fun and games having a puppy. It, there's a lot to learn. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest lesson is like, obviously puppies are are exciting, but like when you do anything or get into anything, like you want to think about what life will be like when you do that. So, um yeah, I don't know if people think through the puppy thing. We definitely didn't.
0: We did not. I thought it was gonna be so easy, and I was like, "What is that? This cute little puppy all the time." Yeah. And uh, there's been times where we're like, "Do we do we give her back? Cause like this is too much." <laughs> oh, we don't mean it, Denny. We love you. Um, f- number four, boundaries. Um, boundaries are definitely huge when you have a puppy because it's easy to give everything to them cause they're like so cute. And you're like, Oh, I just want to give it all to you. So Frankie, what are a few boundaries or rules you've set with Denny so far?
1: Uh, the thing that we were talking about the other night is, is just crate training like during the day. And we were talking to another couple that was in the park yesterday and like, they have a four month old puppy and they're like, yeah, we messed up. We should have crate trained her. and. You know, we, but I was like, it's not too late. She's still a puppy. And he's like, oh, we feel bad. But like the guy literally was like, yeah, the first night we got him, we didn't crate train him because our other larger grown up dog, duh, isn't crate trained. And we just put him in our bed, the puppy. And all of a sudden, I started feeling this warm stream of water or something going on. And I was dreaming and I woke up and I realized the puppy had peed on my head. <laughs> And it's because this guy felt bad that he didn't put his pet, his dog, not even a human being in a crate. And I was like, you know, at first I judged him a little bit, but then I was like, yeah, I kind of feel bad putting Denny in the crate too sometimes, but it actually works out better for everybody. And I think it comes down to like a little lesson in it is actually sometimes discipline creates more freedom. So like discipline and you know, personally for us, like a morning routine or discipline going to the gym or eating healthier foods, like finances. finances. Yeah. Good one. It gives you like more freedom to do things you enjoy. And you're not always like stressed out. Cause like, if we feel bad about giving, you know, putting Denny in a crate, what it does is it makes us crazy. Cause we're like trying to watch her right now, like while we're doing this podcast or on a call or something for work. But if we put her in a crate, like with a toy, she could be happy resting we could be focused on work. And then like for the 20 minutes we take her out or whatever, we can actually like be focused on her and like not all freaked out. And and it's just like more intentional and that's gonna be better quality time for her and better quality time for us. And it's gonna make us more productive and all the blah, 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 the list goes on.
0: Yeah, totally. We watched a YouTube video the other day that said, quality time with your puppy is better than the quantity of time, which I think we had done that backwards before. We were letting her just kind of free roam the house at any time. And now we're putting her in the crate more throughout each day. Um, And of course for the whole night, but it's like, it's better to put her in the crate for a few hours while we're on our business calls. And while we're trying to get really good work done, than to be getting crappy work done because we're distracted and we're like, Denny, don't eat that. Wait, stop buying that. And then also like she's getting bad time with us because we're most of the time we're spending is like yelling at her so that's not really fun for her it's not valuable for either party so um i would say Yeah, another boundary that I learned about was showing that you're a leader. So there are certain things you do to show your dog that you are the leader and you're the alpha of the pack. So one thing is like walking through the door before the dog and then making the dog follow you. So now before I have her come in the house, I have her sit and then I walk in and then I call her in because I want her to know that I'm, well, we are the alpha. And so she doesn't get to have free reign over our life. And I think little things like that can really add up to make sure that you're um, not letting this dog like walk all over you, that you are walking the dog, not them walking you. So that is a boundary or a rule that I've set. Um, Any other boundaries or rules?
1: Um, Not that I can think
0: of. Yeah, I think we kind of cover them. I think the main one's just being okay with putting her in the crate a little bit more. We weren't doing that before, so Um, yeah. Okay. Um, number five, the fifth lesson that we've learned is taking the time to research, 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 research. I will say as a caveat, we were going to bring her to puppy school and the puppy school shut down because of coronavirus. So it's kind of good timing to have a puppy, but it's also kind of bad timing because we only have YouTube videos to watch.
1: And my, my friend, Ben Davis out in San Diego, who's a dog trainer, shout out to Devotion for Dogs.
0: Shout out to Ben in San Diego. If you live in San Diego and you have a dog, bring them to devotion
1: for dogs, dogs, this ad. Two dogs actually. Two
0: dogs, devotion Two dogs. This is not an ad. Okay, so Frankie, what is the best research you have found so far?
1: Why don't you start?
0: Okay, so I watched this video. Gosh, I'm so excited about some of this training stuff now about the Kong. If you don't have a dog, you probably have no idea what a Kong is. I had no idea until about two weeks ago. It's this toy that you can fill with food or treats, and it's kind of rubbery, so they can kind of bite it. And the hole to get into the treats and food is very small. Oh, yeah, if you're watching YouTube, you can see it IRL. Um, so the Kong, um, I learned that you can wet the food, put the food in the Kong, put it in the freezer. Then you put a little bit of peanut butter on it, and when you take it out, it helps your dog be mentally stimulated for numerous hours while they try to get the peanut butter and the food out. And I wasn't doing that before. Before we were just, we just had a bowl of food. And I'll link that YouTube video. Actually, below. it was really helpful. And it says that it helps 90% of your dog's behavioral problems. And we were having a lot of behavioral problems with her chewing and biting our hands, like really painful because she has these little freaking shark, shark teeth. Um, so yeah, having Having that YouTube video tell me about the the food being presented in a Kong as opposed to presented just in a bowl that's really easy for her to get to, it takes her like an hour to eat her breakfast now and an hour to eat her lunch, and it stimulates her brain the whole time. And then she's less likely to bite my hand later or bite the couch later or bite our really nice West Elm table that she has already bit on, and I'm very upset about it. So that is the best research that I have found so far. I went to PetSmart, Petco, PetSmart, Smart. PetSmart, and bought four Kongs yesterday so I can have them ready to go for all of her meals so that she's more entertained. Okay, your turn.
1: The best research I found is you can use their own dog food to get them to do tricks and, and learning and things like that, and you don't have to go spend money on nice treats. I mean, it could help, but it's definitely not necessary. Um Yeah, that was my thing. How does this relate to
0: life? 56% of college students are women, and 48% of employees in the workplace are women, which is awesome. Ladies, this is proof that we are smart and working hard. But you know what's not so awesome? Only 29% of VPs and just 22% of C-suite executives are women. In male-dominated industries such as STEM, these numbers are even more startling. As these numbers state, women aren't lacking the knowledge, education, or ability to be leaders in the workplace. What many women are lacking is the confidence to take on risk. Most of us have heard this one before. Men will apply for jobs they are 60% qualified for, yet women will only apply for jobs they are 100% qualified for. This type of stat also applies to women at their job, not willing to take on that new unknown project. What she's lacking is the belief that her skills and abilities are not only quote unquote, okay, but are powerful and needed in the workplace. The Confidence Workshop is created to help women dig deep into their mindset and get to the root of this problem. If this conversation gets you as fired up as it gets me, we are now taking applications for this workshop for the ladies of STEM corporations. Please head to our website at nextlevelconfident.com to learn more about the Confidence Workshop. How does this relate to life? Well, I think, well, boundaries, taking time for research, having intentional conversations, sacrificing patience. I feel like all of the things we've talked about so far Um, they relate back to life because that's like any job, right? Any job that you are wanting or currently doing, um, taking the time to research that job and getting, um, briefed up on the best practices, watching YouTube videos can really help, um, setting boundaries in life. Like, oh my gosh, setting phone boundaries, for example, or setting boundaries of saying no to people is the same as like learning the boundary to say no to your dog. And I think that's a super valuable lesson for anyone who's listening. What do you think are some of the ways this applies to all humans?
1: Uh, I think like the one that comes to mind, I've already shared a couple of them, but like getting, doing your research. um, I think that's YouTube. One thing for me, it's like getting mentors and getting people who've already been successful. Like success leaves clues. I really believe in that and understanding like what people do to be successful. So like, obviously there's been. Millions of people who have had dogs before. So if we just try to wing it and we're just like, yes, like do this, do that, and we're trying to treat her like a human being, it's actually really interesting because dogs, their brains are completely different in a way. Um, so like just following people who, like my friend Ben, who has dogs and who has a dog training practice and facility, and it's just like, hey, what do I do in this situation? And not trying to reinvent the wheel. So like, like you said, whether that's going for a new job or you know things. learning how to get your finances right fitness traveling across the country whatever the case is like follow what's already been done and just model that behavior
0: yeah that's such a good point like there's thousands and thousands of people who have extremely well trained dogs and so it's been done before which means it can be done again for us and it's the same with finances it's the same with fitness it's the same with relationships and marriage like There is knowledge out there in books and videos and courses. Like you can always, if someone else is doing it, it means it's possible for you too. I think that's the perfect way to put it. Good job, Frankie. Okay, two more left. Number six, getting creative. Getting creative. Why does it matter that we get creative with our dog?
1: Uh, I think it goes back to what we just said. It's the, 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 first thing that you think might work, might not always work. So you got to be willing to take new paths. And, uh, like with our dog specifically, um, like discipline versus praise, like we thought discipline, you're supposed to like correct her if she's not doing something right. But like, you know, 80 to 90% of the time, she's more apt to listen to praise and things like that. So I think just being flexible and being adaptable to the current environment, like with, everything going on, like we're working from home more often and, you know, being adaptable to that. So just being flexible to what's going on around you to get success.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Um, I know I came into this pretty cocky. Like I grew up with dogs. I had a dog from the time I was born to the time I left for college and like our dogs were well-trained. I felt like I did a fair amount of that training myself for some reason, which not true. Not true. Shout out mom and dad dad mostly did good. Um, and so I came into this thinking, it's just a dog. It's not a big deal. Like, yeah, we'll have to find dog sitting when we go to the mountains or on a trip to the beach, but otherwise I truly, truly, I don't know why I really felt like I was just getting like a cuddly cute creature to hang out with. And I did not think about all the stuff that we're talking about on this podcast. And while of course we love her and the cuddling does happen occasionally, um, this is way more than I thought. And so, um, because I first came into it kind of cocky and kind of like, I got this, whatever, uh, you know, no big deal. It's just a dog. They, you know, you say sit, they learn to sit. Like you take them out, they're probably, like, I just thought it was all so easy and so natural, but it turns out there's a lot more training that goes involved. And so, you know, it takes humility to be able to admit that. And then it takes humility to be able to learn from other people and admit that there are, there are people who are really smart in these areas and I get to let them teach me. And I think we can learn that in any area of our life. Like um, I, I meet women within my coaching. There are sometimes women that I get on calls with that are hungry to learn how to grow their confidence and hungry to learn how to have um, a morning routine and boundaries and showing up for themselves And then there's other times I get on calls with gals who think they have it all figured out already, unfortunately. And I think it's just having that growth mindset that you don't have everything figured out. None of us have everything figured out. There's always more to grow and learn from. And we are learning that in the puppy category right now. Agreed. Okay, and number seven, the very last one, the last lesson that we've learned as a paw went to Denny. As an aside, Denny is spelled D E N I and it is short for Denver, the city we currently live in, yes, um, because we might move at some point and we always want to bring Denver with us. Oh, cute. Um, anywho, number seven is planning ahead and having disciplined habits. So, in what ways have we had to plan ahead more? Frankie.
1: Uh, I think in some sense it's like having a kid, right? So you, when we're just going to a hike, for example, uh, we went hiking with some friends last couple of weekends ago, I think, and we had to like get a backpack full of her stuff and like water, food, leash, toys, like all that stuff. And just like thinking about what that would be to have a successful trip with her. And that's what,
0: yeah. yeah. Poop bags, yeah. Like even going on a walk, it's like like, okay, I gotta get the leash and the harness, and then I gotta get the poop bags, probably two just in case. And then you also have to maybe get some treats or some food so you can food lure her along the way, or else she might get distracted. Um, And then I think just even for us, it's like creating a a food schedule. You know, there's the habit of okay, she eats once in the morning around eight a.m. She eats once in the noon around for lunch, and then once around six for her dinner. Um. I think it'll get easier with time. That's what I keep telling myself because the last two to three weeks of having a brand new puppy has been a huge, um, shock to our schedule. And I'm sure coronavirus plays a part because that's been kind of crazy too, um, but you just learn like you had to be disciplined and, and also like for our own habits, there's been times where we, so we've been working out on our stairwell here at our apartment complex. And we we'll, we brought Denny with us the first few times because we thought she would enjoy running up and down the stairs with us, but she actually hates the stairwell because it's really loud and um, echoey. And so, you know, the first few times we brought her and she kind of hated it and she wouldn't come with us. And so we were worried about her and, We just had to learn, like, we need this workout and like, we need our morning routine and we need our work. Like there are things that we need and we're like, we're the humans here, you know? So we've learned that we just have to put her in her crate sometimes, even though we wish she could join us, she can't. And our discipline means we need our workout to be awesome without having to worry about her the whole time. And so that's been kind of an interesting thing. I didn't think I would Wrestle with because I'm like it's just a dog. But when you love your dog a lot, you do want your dog to be there with you. Um, but sometimes you gotta do it by yourself. So okay. Um, any final thoughts, Frankie, on how any of this can apply to anyone listening at any stage of life?
1: Mm, I'm thinking. If you have a filler, go ahead. Oh,
0: okay. I'll fill for a second. Um, yeah. So basically what we have here is one, patience. Two, sacrifice. Three, intentionality of conversations. Four, boundaries. Five, taking time to research. Six, getting creative. And seven, planning ahead and having disciplined habits. And I think all seven of those apply for anyone in any area of their life.
1: The seven habits of a highly successful dog parent.
0: <laughs> I love that. Should we write a book? Those are my final thoughts. Those are my final thoughts. Um, I hope this has been helpful for you guys. Um, if you have a dog, let us know. We are super interested to hear what tips and tricks have worked well for you, especially those of you who have Australian Shepherd border collie type dogs that are very smart and need a lot of mental and physical stimulation, shoot us all ideas because we are open to learning them. Um, Otherwise, stay healthy with coronavirus, enjoy your quarantine, keep working out, keep drinking your water, get you that sleep. Extra sleep is so good.
1: Be good. Be safe.
0: Be good. Be good. Be good. Bye guys. Don't forget to subscribe, give five stars and leave an awesome rating. Bye.